Good morning. And welcome on this beautiful fall. We gather for worship this morning. At the time of the peace, we have one task to do, and that is to offer our greeting and congratulations to Bishop Nisley. At our convention on November 5th, it will mark his 10th anniversary as Bishop of Rhode Island. And so during the peace, with the help of Drake, we are going to put together a small clip from everyone saying, Congratulations, Bishop, and happy anniversary from St. Peter's by the Sea. So I hope everyone's come photo ready. So on that note, let us stand and join in singing hymn 372.
our service continues on the front page of our booklet. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, in Christ you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy, that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Judah with the seed of humans and the seed of animals. And just as I have watched over them to pluck up and break down, to overthrow, destroy, and bring evil, so I will watch over them to build and to plant, says the Lord. In those days they shall no longer say, the parents have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. 
but all shall die for their own sins. The teeth of everyone who eats sour grapes shall be set on edge. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke. Though I was their husband, says the Lord, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them. I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. from Paul's second letter to Timothy. As for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that everyone who belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I solemnly urge you, proclaim the message, be persistent whether the time is favorable or unfavorable, 
convince, rebuke, and encourage with the utmost patience in teaching. For the time is coming when people will not put up with sound doctrine, but have in itchy ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own desires and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander away to myths. As for you, always be sober, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, carry out your ministry fully. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel hymn this morning is hymn 630. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel, verses four and five after. So please stand and join in singing hymn 630. gospel of our Lord to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus told the disciples a parable about their need to pray always and not lose heart. He said in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused. But later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice, 
so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A friend once told me that the average news cycle for a major calamity is seven days. The average news cycle for a calamity is seven days. That is the amount of time it takes to go from the shock of the event to acceptance to moving on as if it perhaps had never happened. Think about it. Think about as how just a few weeks ago the Gulf Coast of Florida was devastated by Hurricane Ian and how every news source was flooded with stories from South Florida. And now, just three weeks later, how little we see about that calamity as hundreds continue to rebuild their lives after losing their homes. Six months ago, you couldn't go past or turn on your TV without hearing about the war in Ukraine. Countless minutes on JBC News was given over to what was going on between the Ukraine and Russia. Except for the times when Putin creates yet another heinous act, we hear very little about what is going on in the midst of a war on the other side of the Atlantic. It seems that we are a people of a very short attention span. 
And I often wonder if our post-baby boom generations have an even shorter attention span for the mere fact that while growing up, we learned that almost every major family problem could be solved within the length of a half hour. Think Brady Bunch, the Partridge family, and all of those family shows that were on in the late 60s and early 70s. And if it turned out to be a complex legal issue or crime, well, by and large, those were always solved within 60 minutes. Think Murder, She Wrote, or Think Columbo. That was my personal favorite. And how frustrated we would get when whatever the situation was, was not completed in 60 minutes, and we were told to stay tuned because it would finish up a week later. These things just speak to the fact that we as human beings think in the short term and not in terms of the long term. And how frustrating that is for us as mere mortals to deal with a God whose understanding, according to the psalmist, is that a thousand years is but a day in God's sight. For us with faith, who journey with God, then must find ourselves not living in the short view. And I'm not talking about the short view of days or weeks or months or even a year. But in the short view of a century or a millennia. For it is with God that all happens over the long view. And whether or not it feels as if we are moving towards that which God has promised, we believe in a God who is faithful, who fulfills God's promises, but not necessarily on our time. Last week, we heard Jeremiah say to captive Israel during the Babylonian exile, to settle in, that the welfare of Babylon is their welfare as well. And then this week, we hear words of hope from Jeremiah to the same people, that a new covenant is about to be formed. Israel will be restored and rebuilt. In our letter from Paul this morning to Timothy, among the themes that he brings out, you hear his words of encouragement to the young man who is now evangelist and preacher. He talks to him about endurance, perseverance. Stay to the teachings of your mother and grandmother from your childhood persevere through good times and bad. 
And as this letter is being written by Paul, it is certainly bad times for the Christians as there's persecution going on and Paul writes from a prison cell. So the message is persevere. Don't look for the short term. With God, it is the long view. And in time, we will get there. And his promises will be fulfilled. This is what Jesus is saying to the disciples as well in this morning's gospel. Here we hear the familiar story of the widow who is persistent in her request to the judge. And Jesus prefaces the story with talking about prayer and teaching the disciples to pray. So what is he saying in this story? Is it about if you keep at it, even the biggest jerk will finally give in? Is he trying to tell us that God is kind of like that uh, miserable judge and that eventually if you bother God enough, God will answer your prayer? Is that really what God is about? I believe what Jesus is trying to show them is that perseverance in prayer, not giving up with God, is what faith is about. It seems that for the past few decades, there is this false teaching about what prayer is supposed to be about. Somehow we have been told that God is like the cosmic Santa Claus. We send up our request, and God answers it. That somehow through prayer, we are able to bend the will of God in the same way that Abraham negotiates with God over Sodom and Gomorrah. But prayer is not about our bending God's will to our will. But prayer is about faith. Prayer is about opening ourselves up to God's will. Prayer is about faithfully asking and waiting in the hope that in God's time, that for which we pray will be fulfilled. And not necessarily in the way that we expect, but in the way that is best for us as God's people. We sit here today like captive Israel. We sit here as we wait for the second coming, for the arrival of the kingdom itself. We await for the day when this world will offer justice to all people, when pain and suffering will come to an end, and as one voice all of humanity will glorify God. But that day is not yet. But that day is what we pray for. That day is what we have been promised through Christ and the resurrection. 
and the good news of the gospel. And if God is to find faithful people on the day of the second coming, then it is us who must be fervent and continuous in our prayer, not just for ourselves and for each other, but for this world and for the hope of the promise which is yet to come. Amen. Please stand and join me in affirming our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. <coughs> We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people can be found in your bulletin. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. <laughs> Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed, especially Barbara Barton, Barbell Eumonts, and Ben Cleary, eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon them. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Let us continue to pray for those who've been affected by Hurricane Ian, as well as those throughout the Caribbean affected by previous storms. And let us continue in our prayers for peace in Ukraine.
In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Charles and Cornelia Lewis, Bill, Shelley, Adam, and Mark LaCurse, and Chris and Michelle Little. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for St. Luke's East Greenwich and St. Luke's Pawtucket. Hasten, O Father, the coming of your kingdom, and grant that we, our servants who now live by faith, may with joy behold your Son at his coming in glorious majesty, even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves and in the world you have created. <coughs> we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. <coughs> Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. <clears throat> the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. So please be seated. And a couple other announcements this morning. Thank you to everyone who's been helping out with the community market. As our demand has gone up, the good news is we've had wonderful volunteers, so we thank everyone for helping out. Also, a thank you to everyone who helped with the beach cleanup on Monday morning. It was a great event, a lot of fun, and good fellowship with our friends at Congregation Beth David. And finally, thank you to Ron Cowie, who's not with us. He's on college visits today with his daughter. But for all his work in Genesis and preparing such a wonderful uh, pasta supper for those who are able to enjoy it on Thursday evening. Uh, the only real, or there's two real announcements are to, for us this morning. One is, in the back of the church, there, is, there are nomination forms for vestry. The vestry has opened up nominations for the vestry coming in in 2023. We are looking for three individuals for term of three years each. And those nominations are in the back of the church. If you would like to nominate yourself, you may do so. If you would like to nominate someone else, you may do so, but first ask them. <laughs> and to be eligible for nomination, you must be a full member of St. Peter's by the Sea, which means you are regular in attendance, which is at least receiving the Holy Communion here once a month. You are a contributing member to the operating fund, and you have registered your baptism with the congregation. Unless there's a pastoral reason for something not to have happened, those are the qualifications to be members of the vestry. Also, just a reminder, the, we are entering into a new wave of COVID, as well as the flu. 
And so we ask everyone to do whatever you need to do to protect yourselves and others from spreading the virus around. Currently, we have several members who are either in the midst of or recovering from COVID. So doors are open today, but as they're closed off, that means germ spread. So again, think in terms of staying safe and healthy. So those are my announcements now to take care of what our task at hand. So what? So if we can ask, what do you want to do? I was just going to do a chant. Okay. All right. Okay. And so we'll maybe maybe shorten it. Do you want to practice that? Congratulations, Bishop St. Peter's by the Sea. So why don't we all stand up? Uh, oh, you can stand up. Yeah. yeah. That would be good. Everyone stand up. Congratulations, Bishop Nisley from St. Peter's by the Sea. Thank you. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We live them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly right and good and joyful to give you thanks, O holy God, source of life and fountain of mercy. You have filled us and all creation with your blessing and fed us with your constant love. You have redeemed us in Jesus Christ and knit us into one, into one body. Through your spirit, you replenish us and call us to fullness of life. Therefore, joining with angels and archangels and with all the faithful of every generation, we lift our voices and all creation as we sing. Blessed are you, gracious God, creator of the universe and giver of life. You formed us in your own image and called us to dwell in your infinite love. You gave the world into our care that we might be your faithful stewards and show forth your bountiful grace. But we fail to honor your image in one another and in ourselves. And we would not see your goodness in the world around us. And so we violated your creation, abused one another, and rejected your love. Yet you never ceased to care for us and prepared the way of salvation for all people. Through Abraham and Sarah, you called us into covenant with you. You delivered us from slavery, sustained us in the wilderness, and raised up prophets to renew your promise of salvation. Then, in the fullness of time, you sent your eternal word, made mortal flesh in Jesus, born into the human family, and dwelling among us. He revealed your glory, giving himself freely to death on the cross, he triumphed over evil, opening the way of freedom and life. On the night before he died for us, our Savior Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it, 
and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. As supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Remembering his death and resurrection, we now present to you from your creation this bread and this wine. By your Holy Spirit, may they be for us the body and blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grant that we who share these gifts may be filled with the Holy Spirit and live as Christ's body in the world. Bring us into the everlasting heritage of your daughters and sons, that with Peter, our patron, the Virgin Mary, and all your saints, past, present, and yet to come, we may praise your name forever. Through Christ, and with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, to you be honor, glory, and praise forever and ever. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. God of abundance, you have fed us with the bread of life and cup of salvation. You have united us with Christ and one another, and you have made us one with all your people in heaven and on earth. Now send us forth in the power of your Spirit, that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Christ our Savior. Amen. <clears throat> Live without fear. Your Creator has made you holy, has always protected you, and loves you as a mother. Go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen. Let us join in singing together hymn 530.
I leave your music here. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you for following directions. Thank you.